0: We are wrapping up this series that we've been in for the last few weeks called Asking for a Friend. And we encouraged you guys to write in on those Ask Us Anything cards, which we're just gonna leave out. We're gonna leave those out year round. Anytime you guys have a question about anything, you can write a question on there and you can write you know, your name and your number if you want us to call you or, or set up a time to get coffee and talk about a question that you have. But we encouraged you guys so write in some questions that Colin and I could answer for you guys. And, and so, obviously, Colin's not here tonight. He's at Houseboats, and we're praying for all the high schoolers that are at Houseboats and all the leaders that are with them, especially for the leaders, because that's the last thing they want to be doing. So, I don't know, sleeping on a boat or something. I'm on a boat. Okay. So, no? Okay. <laughs> Kayla said no. Um, so, tonight, we're going to wrap up this series where I've got a last uh, handful of questions that I want to go through. You guys wrote in all of these questions. I'm going to answer them for you as best as I can. And by as best as I can, I mean, I'm going to give you the correct answer. So don't think that I'm wrong. I'm right. Uh, And so you guys have questions about the Bible. You have questions about relationships, about Bible history, about all kinds of stuff. And so we're going to answer them tonight. So you have several things on your table that we want you guys to know about. You've got Your outline, and it says at the top, asking for a friend, and then it's a blank sheet. We put blank sheets for this series so that you guys will take your own notes. Write down more questions that you guys have that you want to read about in the Bible. Write down things that stand out to you that you're like, oh man, I never thought of that. That's awesome. Write those notes down yourself, uh, and those are your notes to keep, and you can go through them uh, as you're going through your quiet time for the rest of the week. Go look back at them. We also have connection cards and Ask Us Anything cards. Connection cards is a way for you to write down your information, put your info on there, and on the back you can let us know about something that's going on in your life or a prayer request that you have. We can't know what's going on in your lives if you don't tell us. So we want to be praying for you guys. We don't, like, share those with people. We don't, like, call your mom and say, like, do you know what they said on their prayer request connection card? We just pray for you guys, all right? And the Ask Us Anything cards, I already told you what those are for. And then lastly... The summer schedule, we've got a lot of fun stuff this summer that we want you guys to be a part of, so take that home, give it to your parents so they can get you signed up for everything, all right? Are you guys excited? No, I'm not, I don't take them up here. I don't know why you guys have been thinking that. I don't take the questions up here. If you bring it up to me, I'm just going to ball it up and throw it away, because I don't have time for any of that nonsense. So I have the questions right here. Okay, that's fine, whatever. Um, I have the questions right here that I'm gonna go through and we're not gonna add any to them, okay? So let's get right into it. Are you guys ready? There's some pretty important ones right off the top. Tomas, are you ready? It says, hold on, Justine. It says, I got this friend, JJ, he got some heat on him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that was a question that Tomas put in last, was that last week? Blue Raz, okay. The first question, very important. I did not write this. One of you wrote this because look, it's in your handwriting. You wrote on this, it, whoever, whichever one of you draws like that on the back of your card, I'm going to figure it out. You didn't put your name, but your question was, AJ, why you fat? Because I'm full of the spirit. <laughs> hold on, I'm not done. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Shh. Why you ugly? Okay. Um, I may be fat, but you're ugly. At least I can go on a diet. Right, Tomas? Yeah. That's right. Okay, this next question is: Do you like Veggie Tails? Please answer. Duh. <laughs> Everybody likes Veggie Tails. Okay, and then uh, this a- this question I'm pretty sure was written by the same person, just judging by the uh, handwriting. Is it possible to turn applesauce back into apples? Oh, we don't call each other out on our questions, <laughs> but no. Jonathan, you can't turn that, you can't turn applesauce back into apples, okay? All right. Now, this person wrote six questions on their card. We've already answered one. They're all extremely good questions. I'm going to answer all of them real quick, starting with the original that we asked in the first week. Why, when we do question of the week, no one will stand up and walk around? The answer is... I don't know. You guys are losers. During question of the week, you need to stand up and walk around. The next question, why are we always having songs every week and not games more often? Because worship's important. The next question, why do we have to bring our Bibles if the things are on our outlines? Now, that's a very good question. The reason that we print your verses on your outlines is so that you guys have a reference. But we want you to bring your Bibles because you need them for small group. And when you bring your own Bible, you can underline and highlight and it's just better to bring your own Bible, okay? The outlines are meant to be like an introduction to the Bible. But bring your own Bible because then if we read a verse and you go and look it up in your Bible, then you can say, well, I want to know more about what's going on in that passage. And you can keep reading further, okay? Does that answer make sense? Yes. Good. All right. The next one is one of my top favorites. Why do people make stupid comments in the middle of AJ speaking? It's up on the, Justine, put it up on the screen. Why do people make stupid comments in the middle of AJ speaking? Is it up there? It's one more, one more, yeah. Why do people make stupid comments in the middle of AJ speaking? I don't know. It's because you guys are stupid. So, um, but every night I go home and I cry to my wife. Why do they make stupid comments while I'm speaking? No. No. But the person who submitted it is in this room right now. Yeah, and I'm very proud of this person, actually, for their questions. All right, so seriously, though, uh, we don't know why you guys make comments in the middle of our speaking. Sometimes we know you want to be funny, and you want attention, but it's distracting, so don't do it. All right, the next question, can we do small groups with all ages and boys and girls? And the answer is no, eighth grade girl. You cannot be in a junior boys small group. Uh, And lastly, can we do better songs for worship? Nick? Nick? Can we do better songs for worship? This person wants to know. And then it says in parentheses, like Look Up Child by Lauren Daigle. All right. So that's your challenge, Nick. Do better songs. I happen to think the songs we do are just fine. All right. Huh? Oh, that's true. If you join the worship team, you can help pick songs and help lead them. Good job, Nick. All right, those were mostly humorous, but there's some good lessons in there, like when we're speaking, don't be a distraction. All right, so our first deeper question is, how do you know what to believe when you believe in God and teachers tell you how the earth came to exist? All right? So we've all probably experienced something like this in, uh, in school. Uh, for me, it was in a junior high, no, no, freshman year, biology class it was a science class my freshman year of high school my biology teacher gave us a quiz on the first day of the year and she was like no pressure they're all easy questions I just want to find out it's more of an assessment for me to find out where each of you are at in your understanding of science and so there was like 20 questions and I got them all right and and um, we just because it was kind of an assessment I don't even think she gave us points for it Right. She just read the answers after we all took it, and we just had to check if we got it right or wrong. And so I got all of the questions right except for one. And when she got to this question, the question was, true or false, the earth was created by an explosion of atoms called the Big Bang. And I said, false. And she said that the answer was true. Have any of you guys had an experience similar to that in school where a teacher, you don't need to tell me out loud, but you can raise your hand, where a teacher tells you something that's different from maybe what you believe, especially, I don't need you to talk out loud, I just need you to raise your hands, especially when it's something different from what you believe about your faith, all right? We've, we, a lot of us have experienced something like that, okay? I actually stood up and said to this teacher, you're wrong, and she said, no, I'm not, and I said, yes, you are, Uh, We do not know how the earth was created. And she said, yeah, we think we do, the Big Bang. And I said, isn't that called the Big Bang Theory? And she said, yeah. And I said, well, then I guess it's not a fact, is it? So I didn't get this question wrong. And that was not a good way to start that school (laughs) year. And looking back, all right, looking back, I did a couple things wrong that day. Number one, I was rude to that teacher, and I shouldn't have done that. Number two, I've come to learn that even though we don't know exactly how the earth was created, there is a possibility that the Big Bang Theory does explain how the earth was created, but it doesn't explain why it happened, okay? So how do you know what to believe when you believe in God and teach, but teachers, I think, here's the thing, that question should probably be, how do you know what to believe when you believe in God, but a teacher tells you something different about how the earth came to exist and what i would challenge you to think about is that teacher is that teacher actually telling you something different are they saying that god didn't exist see what i learned after arguing with that teacher in getting to know her more by being in her class i came to understand that she was also a christian and so just saying that something like the big bang might be a possibility is not saying that god doesn't exist Okay? There's good science that there people are trying to figure out exactly what happened, but a lot of scientists are Christians because when they look more and more into science and like all the weird atoms and all that stuff, they start to be able to realize they can't deny that there is an intelligent designer. All right? So, if you have a teacher that tells you that the Big Bang theory, that's how the earth Uh, the universe was created. uh, At some point millennia ago, some atoms just like collided or whatever. It was just the right um, temperature. It's kind of weird. Like they claim that it was just the right temperature for things to start growing. Okay. So if you have a teacher that tells you that that's exactly what happened, um, one, know that we don't know that's a fact, but two, know that you don't need to argue because what you can believe is that that is how God caused the universe to be created. We believe that in seven days, God created the heavens and the earth, and we know that it, he, said, he spoke. He said, let there be light, and there was light, and let there be fish in the sh- sea and birds in the air. I always get concerned I'm gonna mix those up and be like, there's fish in the air and birds in the sea. All right? We know that God spoke, and those things happened. Shh. We know that, those, that God spoke, and those things were created. But we don't know exactly what those things look like to a human and like in a tangible way. You know what tangible means? It means like you can touch it or experience it. So God speaking and saying let there be light might to us look like this moment where atoms collided and light first formed. Does that make sense? That's kind of a big idea. But how do you know what to believe when you believe in God and a teacher tells you that the earth came to exist a different way? You can believe both things. That's a deep answer. You can believe in God and still listen to other people's thoughts and know that there may be some truth in those thoughts. In fact, if you're interested, there's a great book that you should read. It's called, write this down if you're interested. It's called The Case for Faith. There's a student edition Don't get the adult edition unless you're really good at reading because it's 400 pages, and I almost melted trying to read it. All right? I read it, like, last month, and it's really long. Okay? There's a student edition, but it's got a ton of great information in it. The case for faith. The author's name is Lee Strobel. Okay? If you're interested, get it. It's really good. And that can help you kind of understand better, like, man, how do I... How do I be a Christian in a world that is always looking for the scientific answer? All right? Because that's something that we all face. Man, how do, I, how do I believe in something that I put my faith in? It's something that at the end of the day, there's some things about being a Christian where I just have to say I don't know and I have faith in it when the world says everything has to be explained. Okay? So that's a great book. Check that out. But know that they don't have to be exclusive. You can believe in God and also listen to other people. And then on top of that, don't do what I did. Don't be rude. Because the worst thing you can do as a believer is be a bad example of Jesus. See, here I thought I was standing up for what I believed in and I was just looking like a fool. Right? So don't do that. All right. That was a big one. Let's move on to the next one. The next question is, this is a great, I love this question that one of you guys asked. Why is there different stories about Jesus all throughout the New Testament in regards to the four Gospels? All right? First, it's why are they different? Okay? All right? I can't be responsible for your bad grammar. All right. Why are there different stories about Jesus in the Bible in regards to to the four Gospels. You guys know what the Gospels are, right? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Okay, so why are there different stories in each of those four Gospels? Those are the four books of the Bible that tell the story of Jesus' life while he was alive. Why do they have different stories in them? That's a great question, and the answer is that they were written by four different people, all right? It's important for you to know that the Bible wasn't written just by one person. The Bible was written by many different people, all right? So the books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were all written by different people and they had different experiences with Jesus, right? So I'm trying to think of a good example, all right? Here's one. Uh, My grandma just passed away two weeks ago, okay? And yes, for reals, I'm not making that up. That'd be a really like weird thing to make up. It's no, for real. My grandma passed away two weeks ago. And so we're going to be doing her funeral service in a couple weeks. And I could get up and tell some stories about things that I did with my grandma, right? I could get up at her service and be like, man, I just remember making waffles with grandma, and she had this perfect trick where she had this little pitcher, and she'd put the syrup in the pitcher, and then she'd put the butter in the syrup and microwave it a little bit so the butter and syrup would melt together, and then she'd pour it on the waffle, and the waffle would soak it all up. Guys, you got to try it. It's so much better, okay? It's so much better than separate butter and syrup. It's awesome, okay? I could get up and tell stories like that. And then a cousin who lives out of town, he could get up and he could say, well, I remember, you know, grandma's Chinese chicken salad, you know, whatever. And he could talk about something completely different from me. And my point is that we have different stories, but does that make my grandma any less real? No. We had different experiences with them. Obviously, when... (laughs) Obviously, when I think about stories about my grandma, they all invite, involve food uh, because I like food. Hence, AJ, why you fat? Okay? <laughs> so these four writers of the Gospels, these guys that told Jesus' life, they experienced Jesus' life in different ways. They had different stories with him. Some of them, they might have experienced the same things together, right? They might have been at the same party or been, seen the same miracle, but they wrote the Gospels in different ways. For example, Luke, who wrote Luke and Acts, all right, Luke was a physician or a doctor. And so if you know that, then when you're reading through Luke compared to the other Gospels, Luke uses a lot more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Detail, yeah. Luke uses a lot more detail. Luke was a lot more detail-oriented than the other guys who were like fishermen or tax collectors, okay? So they weren't as like, they weren't brainiacs like Luke was. So if you know that, they wrote in different ways. Luke used a lot of detail because that was how he was trained to view the world, right? So when they're telling the story of the way Jesus died, Luke probably has more detail. When when they're telling stories of different things that he did, people that he healed, Luke's going to have more insight into that. All right, where the other guy might be like, I don't know, he spit in the ground, made some mud, put it in the guy's eye, he could see. I don't know how it happened, right? Which is a thing that Jesus did, it's pretty cool. So the, the reason that there's different stories about Jesus in the Bible is that they're written by different people who experience things with Jesus in a different way. On top of that, it's important for you guys to know that the stories don't contradict each other, Okay. So there's different stories in the Gospels about Jesus, but it's not like one of them says Jesus had brown hair and another one said, no, he had blue hair, okay? They don't contradict each other. They just have different details. Jesus would never have blue hair. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, boys at that back table, can you guys pay attention? Thanks. All right, so that's why there's different stories about Jesus. Know that they each add to the puzzle, all right? They each bring their own Part of the story to the larger story that is Jesus' life. All right? Next page. Why are parents so hard on their children and lecture them? Any of you guys have a parent that has lectured you at one point? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. My kids are six and three. They've been lectured, okay? Okay. Now listen here, boy. Let me tell you. Back in my day, you know what I'm talking about. All right. <laughs> hey, hey. Your mom doesn't say it like that. That's good. Back in my day, you kids these days with your internet's and your Xboxes. Okay. Why are parents so hard on their children, and, le- and lecture them? Seriously, the answer is because you need it, all right? Because you need it. You don't know everything. Your parents don't know everything, but they know a little bit more than you do because they've experienced more life than you do. Now, sometimes people have parents that are too hard on them. I'm not here to debate that with you. But what I do know is that God calls parents to raise their children, to raise them in the right way. And sometimes that means challenging you guys to do the right thing. You guys mess up sometimes, and it's your parents' job to point that out and help direct you in the right way. All right? So you may be like, I'm 13. I know everything. I can make my own decisions. I'm grown. Okay, next year, you guys will be like, I'm 13. I can make my own decisions. I know everything. I'm grown. Shh. But you don't know everything. There's a lot that you need to learn from your parents. And I would bet that most of the time that we get to a place with our parents where it starts to feel like an argument, we've had something to do with it. I'm not saying all, but I'm saying some. So if your parents are trying to guide you and you feel like they're trying to lecture you, don't do what I did and argue with them. Don't try to prove that you know just as much as they do. All right? Don't have an attitude with them. Liam, my six-year-old, he's already started mocking me under his breath. So I'm going to cut his nose off. <laughs> no, he really does. And he's, he's paying for it whenever he does it. Right? My favorite thing he does, and I bet you guys will laugh, but I bet you guys do something similar, is he talks back to me, he mocks me, you know, he repeats what I say, and you know, no, you be quiet, right? And I'm like, mm, right? And I go, Liam, go to your room, you're in timeout. And he goes, why? I didn't even do anything. <laughs> and my response to that is always, well, it's twice as long now, keep going. And he's like, what? <laughs> like he freaks out, throws his body everywhere. I'm like, now it's three times as long. But we do that because we get prideful and we want to stand up for ourselves and we want to be right all the time. And so my challenge for you guys is to recognize that your parents' job is to raise you in the right way. And so if you're doing something wrong, own it. If you didn't clean your room, don't lie. Just own it. If you didn't do your homework and you lied to your teacher, just own it. If you're talking during the message, own it or go home it. Seriously, it'll be a lot better for yourself if you can just be like, you know what, dad, I'm sorry. I'll do better next time. What, what can I do to make it up to you, right? Like we all know that that would help diffuse the situation, okay? So that's why parents lecture their children and are hard on them. Uh, the next one is, if you go to hell, can you still go to heaven? If you go to hell, shh, can you still go to heaven? And the answer is no. The answer is No. Hell is eternal, just like heaven is. Hell is being separated from God because of sin. In fact, right now, because we're all sinful, we are kind of experiencing hell, kind of, on earth, because we're not with God, right? But the answer to the question, if you go to hell, can you still go to heaven? No, because when you, if you go to hell... Jesus isn't there. And so you don't get to know him and you don't have a relationship with him. And the only way to get to heaven is to know Jesus and have a relationship with him. So how would you get to know him if you're in a place that he's not in? And that's why Jesus came as a man and died on the cross and rose three days later and sent the Holy Spirit to be with us so that we can have an opportunity to have a relationship with him. And that answer seems tough, I know. And I did some research on it to help Talk about this question a little bit. And most of what people say is like, but that's not fair. What about people that didn't get a chance? And we kind of talked about that last week. But that's why it's so important for us to take sin seriously. It's important for us to be able to go, man, I don't want to be separated from God. And I don't want the people that I love and the people of the world to be separated from God either. Sin becomes a major problem in our lives when we don't take it seriously. So if you go to hell, can you still go to heaven? No. But you have an opportunity right now to make sure that you don't because the flip side of that answer is if you go to heaven, can you still go to hell? And the answer is no. When you make the decision to follow Jesus and to have a relationship with him, there's nothing you can do to separate yourself from the love that he has for you and the sacrifice that he's made for you. So take it seriously and tell other people about it so that they can take it seriously too. Okay, the last question of this series, how was God created or how did he appear? How was God created or how did he appear? Uh, god was not created and he did not appear either neither one all right god did not get created and he did not appear there's not a moment in time where god first existed because god exists outside of time god is eternal just like heaven is eternal our life with him is eternal and hell is eternal god is eternal and that goes both directions it doesn't just mean from the moment now to the future, God's never ending. But it also means that from now, going all the way back in time, God's never ending. And if you've never taken a chance to actually think about what that means, that'll blow your mind. Thinking about eternity is like one of the scariest, overwhelming things I can possibly do. I actually don't like thinking about how long eternity is. All right? Because I'm so introverted. It doesn't seem like it, but I'm so introverted. I'm like, heaven, uh, am I going to get a nap? Like, <laughs> is it, will I have a chance to go home for a little bit and just have no one there? Right? Eternity is overwhelming. But that's because God exists outside of anything that we can understand. And God exists outside of time. So, how was God created? He wasn't created. He's been forever. How did he appear? Same answer. He he didn't appear. He's been forever, and he will be forever. So tonight, as you're going to sleep, just imagine how long that is and try to figure that out in your mind, all right? So you guys have had a ton of great questions through this series. There were a bunch of them that we didn't get to. Some of you guys wrote on your cards, like, hey, if you would call me or something, uh, that'd be great, and we will be doing that. If you have more questions, you can fill those out. Like I said, we'll be doing that pretty much forever now. Just if you have questions, write them on a card, turn them in, we'll call you guys, or every once in a while, we're gonna like, we'll keep the questions, and every once in a while during a random service, we might just go, hey, we got this, uh, we got this question, you know, uh, AJ, why are you fat still? And we'll answer it, okay? Whatever. So that That, those were the questions, all right? But keep asking good questions, keep being curious about the Bible and about faith in Jesus and use us and your small group leaders, sit down, all right, as resources because we want you guys to know more and more about the Bible. In a second, I'm gonna pray and uh, we'll dismiss and you guys are free to put your connection cards and ask us anything cards in the black barrels on your way out. But before you do that, would you please at your table. Daniel, hold that stack up real quick. Stack all the stuff up just like that. Get a little OCD going. I love it. Stack them up like that. Help us clean up and put them over on that counter. But I'm going to pray first. I'm going to pray first. Clean up your table and then you guys are free to go. All right. Heavenly Father, we thank you for tonight. God, first we want to pray for all the students and leaders that are house, at houseboats. We pray that they're having a great time getting to know each other more and uh, even more important, getting to know you. Uh, So God, we love you. Thank you for the opportunity to answer all these questions. Uh, I thank you that these students are curious about you and are wanting to know more about you. And I just pray that that continues and that they would continue to seek after you um, and to just give their lives to getting to know you better. So God, we love you. Uh, Be with us this week. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.